The Mind Aware, 295. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you are clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware and welcome. So we all get stuck from time to time, right? You ever get to a place where you, you get to a certain point and then you feel like you can't go past that point? Maybe you hit a plateau or you get frustrated, you get stuck and you really just can't seem to hit your goal. Well, I have got the guest for you. I've got the guy who knows how to get unstuck. I'm here with David Zappazotti. He is the author of Immovable Heart, Unstoppable Mind, and he's here to help you get unstuck. Hi, David. Hi, Dana. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad you're here, too, because you really have some different ways of thinking about achievement, and I think that's where I want to start, because... You think there's one reason why people get stuck, and maybe you could share that with us. Absolutely. I do a training, actually, that's called The One Thing That Creates Obstacles to Weight Loss, But because my, my specialty is in health and fitness, but really what I talk about applies to any types of goals that we have, and I'll, I'll tailor it to your audience uh, with entrepreneurs and business and stuff like that as well today. So... Basically, what I've come to discover through more than 20 years of working with clients on their goals and seeing people get stuck over and over and over again, the vast majority of people do, um, what I've come to realize is that there's really just one thing that creates obstacles to our to, to having success with our goals, and it's not what we would think. It's something that's so simple and so subtle that we don't see it, but it's also so powerful that it ripples out and creates all the complexities that we deal with when working on our goals. And what that is, is a fixation on achievement. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're hitting like every culture in the world, I think, when you talk about the fixation on achievement. Define that for me, would you? Absolutely. So when I talk about achievement, what I what I mean is when we typically think of the word achievement, we're thinking of like getting something or accomplishing something or, you know, obtaining something that we don't have now. And that's the key to it is that it's a perspective of something that we don't have at this moment. I'm 40 pounds overweight and I want to have a slender fit body. That slender body is something I don't have now. So I see it as something for me to achieve in the future. As another example, if I have a business that's struggling and I'm trying to get it off the ground and successful and make a lot of money, that image of success is also something that I don't see myself as having right now. So it becomes projected into the future as something for me to achieve there. Um, so as other examples, um, you know, if, if I have a, a 
if I'm single and alone and I want to have a relationship, it's the same thing. I don't see myself as having that relationship now. So it's something that for me to get or obtain. Yeah, Yeah. I'm with you 100% on this, David. I love it. I love it. So keep, please keep going. Sure, sure. So, you know, it's, it's normal for us to look at our goals in that way. I mean, it's, it's been trained into us from the time we were little kids. But there's a very, uh, a very simple problem with why looking at our goals as a future achievement is a big, big, it's the stumbling block that creates all the obstacles we, we deal with. And what it does is when we see our goal as an achievement, it projects the goal into the future and it creates a separation or a disconnect where I'm here and I want to be there and I need to get there in order to be happy. And that is the key to, to the problem because when I imagine that my happiness is going to be greater in the future than where I am now, that necessarily makes now feel unfulfilling. And once now feels unfulfilling, that's the key to why all this is an issue because it's like Newton. We've all heard of Newton's first law of motion that an object in motion tends to stay in motion. Well, that applies to our habit patterns and our behaviors and our actions in everyday life as well. So when we start with an initial perspective where our goal is something to be achieved, projects it out into the future, which necessarily makes now feel unfulfilling. This causes us to then look for solutions, follow programs, and take actions, all in ways that reinforce that initial perspective that makes sure that now feels unfulfilling. That's yeah. why, like in my field in weight loss, most people that are trying to lose weight are, like for example with nutrition, the first thing that people think of or the area where they put the most energy into is the foods they need to cut out of their diet. It doesn't feel good. But the reason that they do it is because it reinforces that initial perspective of making sure that now feels unfulfilling. I want to make sure people are really this is landing with them because I this you found your crowd, David. We are brain trainers here. We totally get this. And to to top off everything you said, in addition, when you're feeling unfulfilled and you're feeling unhappy and you're thinking that success is out there, your reticular activating system is continuing to match up the current situation over and over and over again. So I couldn't agree more with everything that, that David is saying. But I want to really make sure you heard this point that he said. What he said is, when you're thinking that you need to achieve to be happy and happiness is over there, then you are living the unfulfilling life now. You're living the I don't want life now, and you're making choices and decisions that end up keeping you in that I'm unfulfilled state. So you continue to feel unfulfilled. You continue to feel like your achievement is over there because you're wiring your brain to continue to make decisions in the present moment that keep you feeling unfulfilled because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because of the reticular activating system, so on and so forth. So I just want to make sure everybody really got that loud and clear. Okay, so go ahead, David. What were you going to say? So the example I was going to give with nutrition, and I was telling you how people put a lot of focus into cutting foods out. For the last few years of working with people on nutrition, I had, haven't had a single person cut any foods out of their diet. All I have them do is add in beneficial foods that are – that make them feel, because if they want to lose weight because they want a more of a sense of freedom, doing things that feel restricting, restricting, restricting doesn't lead to that freedom. That's why less than 3% of people have long-term success with their goals. And that's not just with weight loss. That's in any area. That's with career. That's with relationships. Any area, people have small success rates, and it's because of this fixation on achievement. 
the first step to this is changing your perspective. So instead of seeing your goal as a, as something to be achieved in the future, you see it as something to be cultivated in the present. Instead of trying to get to something we don't have, we're opening and expanding what we already do have. So when I ask people what their goals are, they're typically pretty clear on that. I want to lose weight. I want to make this amount of money. I want this kind of relationship, whatever it is. But when I ask them, why is that important to you? People that feel stuck and frustrated, that's harder for them to answer because most of the time when people are stuck, actually pretty much all the time when people are stuck, they're focused more on getting away from what they don't want than they are moving toward what they do want. So thinking about what they do want isn't in their pattern of thinking, so it's difficult to answer those questions. So Here's what I do. I take people through a process, and for some people it's difficult when they're stuck, but I move down the layers of their motivations of why your goal is really important to you. And in every case I've ever seen for, through years of doing this with all kinds of people, in every case without a single exception, it always comes down to emotions. People don't want to make more money for the sake of making money. They want to make the money because they imagine that their life will change in certain ways based on that. And it's those emotions that are the key to bringing a goal from the future back into the present moment. So, for example, if I were to have someone say, I want to make more money in my business, I want a successful business. And the reason that they want that is that they want more freedom or they want more empowerment. They want more joy. What we want to do is we want to set up a strategy where they're getting into those feeling states right before taking action so that they're anchoring in that feeling with the action over and over and over again. I have a um, a program that I created, and a part of the the major part of the program. I mean, it has six hours of video and stuff, but it comes with a what I call a goal cultivation planner. The people that are on my program, they read their goals they, every day. They read it before they take action, and then they read the ten different ways that their life would change, that they imagine their life would change, get into that feeling state, and they and they immediately go back into the now and take action from that place. And then they rate themselves on that action on an inspiration scale. So I, I really reinforce, like if people know that they're going to evaluate their progress based on how inspired they were, that reinforces what they're going to do in the beginning. It drives a different behavior in the beginning, getting them to, to make sure that they're getting into that inspired state. You know, we, we like to think that we're higher forms than dogs, but really, our conditioning works in the same way as like Pavlov's dogs, how he'd ring the bell, give them food, ring the bell, give them food. He'd keep doing that over and over. And then eventually, when he'd ring the bell, they'd start salivating even if, if there wasn't food there, you know, because they'd make that association just because the two stimulus were in close proximity to each other. It works the exact same way with us. So when we're at work, you know, for me, I... I you know, Dane, I had a business that a lot of I think the reason I have the clarity on this stuff that I do is because I spent a little bit over 10 years of my life really depressed. I had my own uh, wellness center in San Diego for nine years It eventually failed and we went bankrupt, had my car repossessed. Things were really tough. But in that nine years that we had that goal, that business, we set weekly goals and I never once hit a single goal because I was always looking at it as a future thing. Like I needed to get there in order to be happy. And basically I was living my life miserably. Like I, I had big goals. I had a big vision, but I was taking action in ways because out of a sense of obligation rather than out of a sense of inspiration because I didn't understand the importance of like 
getting into an inspired state before taking those actions. And it, it eventually caught up with me. But it, yeah. you know, it's, it's a blessing, though. I mean, anything that happens like that can be a blessing because it's never too late to learn something from the things that we deal with. Totally. And like I said, you've hit your crowd here because we are all about feel good first, then take action. That's our whole motto at the Mind Aware. You're listening to the Mind Aware show. I'm talking to David Zappazzotti. He is the international best-selling author of Immovable Heart, Unstoppable Mind. And actually, I want to make sure that you have his uh, Earl, his website, because you know what? He's going to give you the book for free. How cool is that? You just head over to Empowered Health Now. Empowered Health Now.com. Go out and check it out. We're going to check in with our Facebook audience here right now. For those of you that don't know, we are live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So we're going to check in with that audience. And when I come back, I am going to ask David his best tip for getting started with this today. We'll be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hello, everyone. Dana Wild here with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome back. We're having such a fun chat with David Zappazzotti. He is the international best-selling author of Immovable Heart, Unstoppable Mind. And, you know, even though his expertise is more in the healthy eating and fitness arena, having so much experience in that, it's amazing how much of what he's saying exactly pertains to business because it's about achieving goals. And if you've been here throughout this interview, then what you've heard him say is that our lack of happiness with our lives, our lack of achieving goals, our, our feeling stuck comes from thinking of achievement as something in the future. You know, so it's something to get to. It's something that once we have achievement, we'll feel happy once we get there rather than as something we're creating now, as living it in the now, as feeling it in the now. And so one of the things that he talked about before the break is inspired action, whether that be in your weight loss goals or whether it be in your business. And so, David, let's talk about that. Why is it so important? Can you illustrate to us why it's so important to come from a place of inspired action? Absolutely. And actually, you know what? I'm going to give you an example based on something that a lot of people can relate to, even if they're not into it, is sports. Okay, let's say that you and I, uh, we're at a basketball game and we're watching our favorite team play and they start off and first off, what happens in the beginning of the game? They have the, the big pregame show, right? Where they get everyone excited. The lights are off. The strobe lights are flashing. They're yelling out the names of the, of the team. They're getting, getting them into an inspired state. And then what happens is that the game starts. 
Now, let's say at a certain point, our team starts to play badly. Their shots aren't going in. The passes aren't making it to the other player. The, the communication becomes disrupted. The whole harmony of the team starts to falter. What happens at that point? They call a timeout, right? And, and the reason they do is because they realize that if they keep taking action from that place, I mean, if we were to just guess, if they never to, were to call a timeout, what do we think our, their chances of winning are? Maybe like 3%, something like that, 2%, 3%? Well, it's, it's like you said, it's, well, it's like you said before the break, it's an object in motion stays in motion. Once you have momentum going in a certain way, it doesn't matter whether it's negative momentum or positive momentum, right? Right. But if it was positive momentum, I mean, they could run up the score. And if it's negative momentum, then the other team could run up the score on them. So it's, it's very easy for us to see like, yeah, you know what? They need to take a timeout and get back into that inspired action before getting back into the game if they want any chance of winning. Well, throughout all different industries, regardless of whether our goals are in health or business or our relationships or whatever area that they're in, statistically, less than 3% of people have long-term success with their goals. And that's about the, the percentage that I'd give a team that's not getting inspired first of, of actually winning a game. They have such a small chance. And that's why, like, when people are actually, it's so difficult for me to see people at the gym that are, that are exercising and they're bored and miserable out of their mind because that's like being on a team and not calling a timeout. You're just playing so badly and thinking that that's going to get you your goal. It doesn't work that way. Um, totally. You know, totally and same right. thing, same thing. It, it was my experience with, with my business. I was struggling, you know, year after year, week after week, year after year. And it just wasn't like, I just didn't see the value or the importance of making sure that I was inspired before taking those actions so that I could anchor in the inspiration with the action and have a whole different type of thing. I want to tell you something interesting because my business now is a night and day difference from where it was before. My business really started from writing my book. And when I wrote my book, it wasn't the first time that I tried to write a book. I tried to write a book for probably about 15 years and I, I, I tried over and over and I never, I failed every time. I never got past the first chapter. And the reason why is because I'd set a goal, I set a timeline for it, and then I put a pressure on myself, which made now feel unfulfilling, to hit certain deadlines to get to that goal. I don't set deadlines or timelines for my goals now. I just get myself into an inspired state and I get way quicker results than I ever did before. So when I, when I had this realization that achievement was the, uh, is an illusion, first of all, and that that was our fixation on achievement was what was holding me back from actually being able to write a book. Once I really, really understood that, I was, I, I was at a point where I was like, you know what? I'm ready to write the book now. But when I wrote it, when I started writing, I didn't see myself as being someone that would be more valuable after the book was written, and I didn't see myself as being less valuable if I didn't end up writing the book. So I didn't tie up my value in whether I achieved my goal or whether I failed on it. And what I did every day is I, I wake up, I'd meditate, and then I would, and this is going to sound a little odd, but I would imagine I was going to die at the end of the day. And I would really, really put myself there. Like really that I am going to die at the end of the day. What do I want to share? What am I inspired to share before I go? And so I get that was my way of getting inspired at that point was to think about my death because it dropped away everything that wasn't really important. It wasn't essential in my life and got me super focused. I wrote my book in six months 
So here's the interesting thing. When I had set timelines before for writing a book, I gave myself a year. So this time I didn't even set a timeline. I wrote it in half the time that I, that I set for myself before. And this time I got past the first chapter. I wrote a, a 226 book, page book in six months. It became an international bestseller. It led to me creating a program and, you know, the, all the stuff that I'm doing now. And that's all great. But I don't see any of it as an achievement. None of it is, none of it was ever like a vehicle to a future destination. It was more of an opening and expanding. We all have so much more potential within us than we realize. But when we feel like we need to get somewhere else, that actually stifles our potential. It, it, it you know, I, I look at goals now and the way we work on goals. Like I don't see the program that we take to work on goals as a vehicle to a destination. I see it as something that can help to open and expand what we already have. So I see our goals more. I work on goals more as like a seed blossoming into a flower. The seed, the seed doesn't get the flower. It doesn't achieve the flower. It doesn't accomplish the flower or obtain it. The seed, the, the flower isn't something that the seed was missing in its life that it needed to get in order to be fulfilled. The seed already is the flower. It, the flower is there contained within it. It's just a matter of bringing it out through a cultivation in the present moment. That so that, that's really what that's, my message is all about. Beautiful. Well said. That's a great analogy too, David. Thank you so much for being here. It's really awesome to have you here. That's David Zappazzotti, everybody. He is the author of Immovable Heart, Unstoppable Mind. I want to make sure you have the website. It's Empowered Health now.com and by the way i misspoke before the break you will get the book at cost there he doesn't make any profit on it he gives it to you at his absolute bare minimum cost empoweredhealthnow.com check it out thank you so much david this was a perfect match do you have any a quick parting advice for everybody today yeah, you know, um, something that really is a big thing, like a lot of people focus on positive affirmations, and I have a big problem with that because I feel that it shows a fundamental misunderstanding of how the mind works. A big part of how the mind works is that it's constantly asking itself questions, and it's constantly giving itself answers. For example, someone that's listening to this that might not be sure, they're going to ask themselves, do I agree with that? And then they're going to go through their catalog of experiences and evaluate and assess Yes, I do agree with it, or no, I don't. If we're driving down the street and the light turns from green to yellow, we're going to ask, should I stop or should I go? And then we're going to evaluate, I should either slow down or I should speed up and go. But we do these things so quickly that we don't realize that we're always asking questions. When we're feeling stuck, we're typically asking why questions. Why is this happening to me? Why are things so difficult? Why can't I find enough time in the day to do all the things I want to do? When we're asking a why question, the reason it keeps us stuck is because it's focused in the past. For example, if I were to, if I were to ask myself, why can't I stop eating this food? And I give myself an answer like, well, because you don't have enough discipline. The reason that, the, the only reason I would even ask a question like, why can't I stop doing this is because historically I've had a hard time stopping it. So I've created an identity in my mind around that. And because I asked that kind of question, I'm going to give myself a self-defeating answer. So really, we want to focus on questions like, what am I grateful for? If my life were to change right now, if my health were to change and improve, what would that actually look like? If my, my business were to improve and flourish and be successful, what would that look like? A lot of times we're just trying to survive instead of focusing on what it would be like to thrive. So really the, the key to 
getting out of stagnation, one of the first things that I tell people and I, that I train people on in my program is to change the types of questions that we ask ourselves. If we even look at the Very word nice. transform, trans means to go beyond, right? Like transportation, a port is a stationary place. So to transport is to go beyond a port, to go beyond stationary, to move. Transform is to go beyond form. And that means that Basically, in order to really have a true transformation, we have to go beyond who we think we are right now. And who we think we are right now is based on our past experiences. So we have to ask a different type of question that gets us away from that past patterning and gets us more into what am I grateful for? What is what? How can my life be improved? Now I'm focused on when I ask those kinds of questions, it gets me out of my old identity and allows me to start creating a new one. Thank you. Thank you, David. That's lots of good wisdom. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks for being here. And everybody, you hear what David's saying, right? The idea is you can't get where you want to go by thinking that where you want to go is going to make you happier or is different from who you are. You're already doing it. You're already there. You're already cultivating it. You know, you're brain trainers. You get it. You know that success comes from feeling good. Being present, doing your best that you can in this present moment to feel good. Because when you feel good, you're taking inspired action. You're taking intentional action. Your creative pathways in your brain open up. You feel better about your choices. You make better choices. You feel like being around people. You feel like engaging. You feel like taking action in your business. You're happy with your life as it is and ready for more. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. And we'll see you next time on the mind aware you name it you claim it and suddenly hmm I don't really deserve this much air so I'm gonna hold my breath so that other people can have more air you know what a badass your inner critic is right I say stop being a wussy and just do it I'm going to breathe a bunch of air today and save it up because I may need some more air at a later date. Emotions, any emotion, emotion, energy in motion, they need to move.